1: Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm your host, Tommy. Levi is working today, so I decided to take the reins and do a little solo interview with Jules Malone, the hardcore princess. So we'll talk to her after this. Do you need a new t-shirt? Do you need more than one new t-shirt? Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heelsandquads and pick up a shirt from the show. Pick up two shirts. We have four designs now. If you don't like those shirts, you can go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS at checkout and save 10%. They have their spring cleaning sale. Also, the spring 2018 line is now available. And you can get all of those for up to 60% off. That's 60% off. And then using our coupon code HEELSANDQUADS at checkout, you save an additional 10%. Also, do you need a new gaming computer? head over to Mibzy, that's M-B-S-Y dot C-O forward slash Zydax, that's X-I-D-A-X forward slash Heels and Quads, just like the show. They've got everything you need for your gaming computer. You can build one from the ground up. You can buy a refurbished one for a little bit less of a cost, but not less quality. Also, they have computers that are already built. So you just put it in your cart using our URL, mibzy.co forward slash Zydex forward slash heels and quads. And you're all set and you support the show that way. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple anchor. It's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. All right, we finally got Jules Malone on the show. Hello. How are you today? Oh, you know,
3: good. It's Saturday. Happy. It's,
1: It's Saturday. This is my first Saturday off in probably a year, so I forgot what it was like.
3: Oh, why are you putting yourself through so much hell?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I got kids to feed. <laughs> oh,
3: those things, children. I yeah. know
1: so Thank I know you. I only got you for try to get everything in. Um, so first of all, we usually start off with softball questions. Unfortunately, my co-host couldn't be with us. He is working today, uh, his shoot job. So how did you get in the business
3: by liking wrestling,
1: <laughs> and did you did you start liking wrestling at a young age?
3: I started watching wrestling when I was four years old.
1: There you go. Yeah, and
3: all my life I've been a wrestling fan. I just didn't like it because it was popular and I needed a job.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, and and I've 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 watched a lot of shoot, shoot- interviews and listened to, listen to a lot of. of- interviews where people, you know, they get involved just basically to look into other businesses. You know so. what I mean? So, yeah. to know that you were actually a fan is a, a breath of fresh air.
3: Yeah, because, like, I think there's a, you know, there's, diff- like, there's no way to judge other people's uh passion, but then there's, like, different levels, you know what I mean? And so, I'm one of those people that's always wanted it. So... Is that a cat? And who
1: were, yeah, that's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I've got a stray cat that's uh, roaming around. She likes to come around when I do podcasts.
3: Of course, that's the perfect timing. Why not?
1: <laughs> so um, who were your inspirations growing up? Who were your favorites to watch?
3: Um, Like, I'm, I'm thinking like British Bulldog, Hogan, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Andre, um, Bret Hart, Bret uh, Hart. Well, Heart Foundation. Let's just say um, I loved Nails when he came when he debuted.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nails is a very underrated talent, I think, because I thought the character was great.
3: I thought it was great because he like came out with he beat somebody up with a nightstick, and I was like, "There's my aha moment! I like weapons." Uh, and then, like, you know, I always love the the female wrestlers when they were actually wrestlers. <laughs> And it's like
1: L- I like blaze, Medusa bull Oh
3: My God, she was something else because before her it was um, it was Moolah. Um you would sometimes see like Sherry doing some stuff. I like Miss Elizabeth as a manager. Um, and then, yeah, like Alondra blaze and Bull Nakano. For example, I just could not stop watching them.
1: Some of the greatest matches ever, and I mean, I'm not talking about women's matches, I'm talking about in general, yeah, oh yeah, um, so when you got into the business, um, was it a was there shock in it? I mean, did you see stuff that maybe you didn't know that went on behind the scenes, and did it did it kind of affect you as a fan?
3: Um, it definitely changed my perspective on things because I actually started. I entered the business in 99. I started off as a manager for about three years in the Ontario indie scene. And I have, I was lucky enough to meet a lot of my heroes that I watched. Like there's like, I met Jake Roberts, um, uh, Bushwackers, Brutus Beefcake, and Greg Valentine. Like those were some of the guys that were working in the indie at that time. And I was like, oh, wow, it's different. It was like, just like, it was really neat, but then getting like the inside scoop on that, um, working in the business, I just realized it was definitely not as professional as what I was hoping
1: for. <laughs> right. Like a and lot I mean, reading like, your heroes. In, industry.
3: And, and in so I know exactly how businesses should be run and stuff like that. And not everybody is uh, educated in business, so it's definitely something else.
1: Yeah, meeting your heroes in any capacity, though, sometimes can be be disappointing, or it could be, you know, overwhelmingly awesome, because, I mean, even doing this, I mean, we've talked to some people that, you know, probably wouldn't give us the time of day had we not started the podcast, so, I mean, to us, it's it's cool that, you know, people are so welcoming to do this, you know, just to take time out of their personal time to do this is really cool. Um so, you being the hardcore princess, this is a story that I think everybody probably wants to hear. Okay, so a couple of days ago, or maybe last week, you uh, posted a picture of you stapling someone's vagina.
3: Yeah! I've done so,
1: that how did that come about? Because this, to me, was very interesting.
3: Well, I did the, uh, I think it was like the ultra violent rules match. Uh, with Mickey Knuckles for uh, WSU. And uh, we had a whole a whole bunch of uh, weapons and stuff like that. And during our match, I found a staple gun and I just magically ended up with the dollar bell. And I'm like, well, he's going to be really mad at me if I staple her mouth shut. (laughs) I was like, Why not the vagina? I don't think I've seen anyone do vagina. I'm going to do the vagina. And so I fought her and then I grabbed that uh, dollar bill because I was in America and I just stapled that right to her vagina and then I let her feel it and then I decided to rip it out and then put that dollar bill back into her mouth just because, well, I was like, I think that's like my Ted DiBiase sort of thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do after you staple it to her vagina and rip it out? You got to put it back in her mouth.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that And that was funny because I did the king and uh, queen um, of the ring tournament. And it was myself and uh, Danny Havoc against uh, Mickey Knuckles and Matt Tremont. And... I saw the opportunity to go for that vagina again, so I stapled her vagina again. But this time I came prepared and I brought, um, I lit that dollar bill on fire.
1: (laughs) Got to take it to the next level the second time.
3: Why not? You know, it's like I did that. So uh, let's just
1: do this now. (laughs) So like you said, nobody's ever done that before. And if anybody ever does it again, obviously, obviously, I have to ask permission for that. They probably should, but
3: you know not everyone has that uh that keen sense of respect, <laughs> you know so sometimes people sort of do things without asking and then try to take credit. but what can you do? It's not like uh not like you need a degree to be in this, so not everyone follows like the rules of um I guess like honor and respect and dues and all that stuff.
1: The unwritten rules of wrestling.
3: The unwritten rules because they just go into the business for themselves. You know? So,
1: what are some of the, your favorite promotions that you've worked
3: for? Oh, I have so many. Um, uh, let's see. I, Well, I definitely love working for WSU, CZW, um, Smash Wrestling, of course. Um, i worked for Femme Patels before, and I thought they were great because it's all women's. Um, Shimmer. I was lucky enough to uh, debut last year. Rise, I've been working with all last year. Um, oh, wow. And then I have, like, British Empire Wrestling over in the UK. They're really great. Um, you know, and I have some, like, and I work for, like, I like a lot of the Ontario, like, the smaller companies because... They put a lot of effort into trying to make a name for themselves, and I always find that's really nice because it's Canadian, um, it's close to home, and it's a lot of people that, you know, I've spent the last eight years with. Um, so, it's just, the ones that I keep going back to are the ones that I really like.
1: Yeah, you got to stay loyal to who keeps wanting you back, too.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, sometimes you just sort of have your runs with them, and you're like, okay, well, that's that, um, because the other thing too is because there's not so many women sometimes or there's only room for one female match, you know, you can only do so much with them mm-hmm. before the fans become like, Oh, it's like, Oh, Jules is wrestling again. It's like, give other people a shot.
1: Yeah. But a lot of those fans probably pay to see you too.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes too, it's a, uh, if there's not enough people for me to keep wrestling against, like, I like to switch it up because you can only wrestle somebody so many times and then it's just like, well, I don't want to have a match to have a match against the person I already wrestled before.
1: And I had a question. We had we a had conversation a, a week or so ago on our podcast about custom matches oh, yeah. and we, and I knew you were coming on and I knew you did them. So I wanted to ask you before, you know, cause we, I mean, we were trying to figure out exactly how it works.
3: Oh, essentially customs are just there's certain companies just like custom promotions and they just create a roster of wrestlers and um, how they promote their product is they just uh, they just reach out to people and saying, hey, if you want to be you want to book your own match, just pick these two people off the roster. Uh, These are the prices. Um, You talk you you." They send it out to us, like through the company. They send it to us, and uh, we read through it. And if it's something that we're comfortable doing, we shoot. It it's, it's all done.
1: So you do actually have control. Like they can't say no. You have to do this. You have yeah. control over what you're comfortable with.
3: Oh yeah, I definitely okay. suck it. I've had like some really weird people asking me things like, "Oh, will you take your shoes off?" and like something. I'm like, uh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's why I asked because uh we had Maddie Max on the show. I don't know if you know her or not.
3: Yeah, everyone has their own limits and what they're comfortable with. Like, I don't judge, but yeah. I definitely um, it, just de- it just depends on how you want to, what you're comfortable pro- portraying yourself as. And I prefer wearing gear or like the one pieces. Right. Cool because it sort of like brings you back to like the 70s and 80s. You know? Yeah,
1: and like I was saying, we had we had Maddie Max on the show, and we had a creepy guy that would constantly DM us, like, the whole week of the show. And he just keeps asking us creepy questions to ask her. And I'm like, dude, That's I'm tough. not asking her these questions for you. Oh,
3: What, what, what kind of stuff? Cause like, I've had weird people – actually, I have a really weird one. I had some guy ask me if I liked windbreakers. <laughs> 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 I guess they do their purpose. He's like, no. But do you really like windbreakers? I'm like, well, they haven't really done like enough for me to really like them. But like I've <laughs> He's like, do you like wrestling in windbreakers? I'm like, well, that's two different things. He's like, would you wrestle in a windbreaker? I'm like, okay, where's this going? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably, do you like members only jackets? Would you, would you, wrestle, you wrestle in one?
3: Well, that's the thing. He had so many specifications. He's like, well, I like the half zip ones with the with the zip and three velcro things, and I like the full velcro and I like the full zip. And then he actually put a. A request for me and Sassy Steffi to do a windbreaker match where we would have to wear windbreakers, do a street fight, then do back to back and make the sound of the windbreakers moving against each other giggling. <laughs> he wanted us to kiss. And then he also made a request for me to have a scene with a guy with a mask in a hotel room and then the booker said, I'm not telling you anything else you said because it was... <coughs> and i said i'm not doing this right And he's like he told him to like go like fuck himself
1: so yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i I, I mean we were curious curious, like i said we had had a conversation conversation because i see a lot a lot of the girls on you know twitter and it's like i just i don't know like how far it can go without you know okay this is where we cut it off you know what i mean
3: yeah, I think there's so. different companies that'll brand themselves that way. Like New England Female Wrestling is fine. Like Slamming Ladies is great. Um, Magnificent Ladies of Wrestling, like they're they all have pretty decent, uh, like decent clientele. But then sometimes there's like extra ones, and like I just don't, uh, I haven't shot with them. It's essentially really good paid training and networking.
1: Absolutely, and it's a, it's a good way to get yourself out there as well
3: because yeah, i so. can do matches in one day and i come with like i come back home with a lot more money than i'll ever make in a year from doing just normal wrestling shows probably
1: well there you go that's yeah. that's that's our answer to the question and i know we're running out of time with you so that's if you pre- want to go ahead and take this time to plug anything
3: um honestly uh let's see i am let's see i've been trying to keep my wrestling bookings a little bit uh short for the lot for the last few months because I have a a brand new niece or nephew being born any day now. So okay. making sure that I don't get uh, injured or booked away for when like she's comes around. So um, yeah so I'm trying to keep it a little bit quiet. But on March eighteenth I have a wrestling show here in Toronto with Championship Wrestling um, from Ontario and I'm wrestling Sebastian Love.
1: Do you have Do you have do any you merchandise, merchandise available? available?
3: I do have some t-shirts available on pro wrestling tees. There
1: and you go. I'm in the process. We of- love pro wrestling tees.
3: Yep, sure do. Um, and so let's see. I'm just honestly, I'm going to be going down for Rise and Shimmer in a few weeks, and um,
1: and that's in Chicago, right?
3: Yes, that's okay. in Chicago. That's cool. I also have a European tour coming up in. September, and uh, let's see, I'm moving down to Indianapolis in about uh, a month or so, two months, and then once I'm settled in there, then I'm going to start doing, um, taking more bookings, I'm just trying to focus on one thing at a time right now.
1: There you go. And moving to Indianapolis, it's a good spot because you've got Chicago, you've got Indianapolis itself, you've got St. Louis, yep. Kansas City. You're in a hub for wrestling in Indianapolis. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I thought after eight years in one place, I just want to switch it up a little bit. And also there's a lot of tornadoes down there apparently. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I'm in Arkansas, so we're in Tornado Valley. So I know I can tell you all about that. Yeah, storm
3: chasers. <laughs> I'm gonna change my giving to the storm chaser.
1: There you go. All right. Well, we will gladly welcome you into the US. Thank you. And we hope to see you on a show near us soon. Take care, travel safe, all that good stuff. And we will have I will have this out soon. I'll tweet, I'll tweet you the links it. so we can get all that going. But uh Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah. spending a little bit of time with me.
3: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, anytime you want to have me back, I'm I'll be uh, more available. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe once you get settled in, we can do a longer one.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. It's just yeah, it's just like a whole moving thing is just crazy.
1: <laughs> yep, you're a busy girl. All right, we'll take care.
3: Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.